1: Hey guys, welcome into the BSN Broncos podcast. And before we hop in the show, I want to tell you about Get Around. If you're ever in need of a car, truck, or vehicle for a few hours or even a few days, Get Around is at your service. Get Around is a car sharing app. You can literally unlock cars near you through their app. Better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around, make some extra money for your next vacation. Get Around's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service has you covered. Go to Get dot co backslash bsn and save $15 off your first rental or go to get.co backslash bsn to sign up for free to rent your car and start making some money. Let's jump into the show. Broncos country is sitting in the south stands drinking the curbs from mile high the best part of the week. Welcome in a perfect stranger, as they become a friend, having a good time when the orange and blue win. Tuning in every day with the good folks down the BSN. Welcome into the BSN Broncos podcast. Ryan Konigsberg and Zach Stevens coming to you from Indianapolis here, and we are doing a special edition of the podcast today because well we weren't allowed to bring our podcast gear in here so we wanted to get with you guys just like yesterday wanted to make sure we had a podcast going uh for you guys today so we're doing this off my phone right here in the lobby in indianapolis and uh zach it's been a good morning
0: Ryan, all I can say is, let, let's let just do this type of podcast every single day. I mean, let, let me just set the scene. We're looking at this beautiful church. We're inside a warm uh, convention center, sitting in some cushy chairs, and, and you're
1: holding the phone for me, literally holding the phone. This is paradise. It's something. Paradise is one way to describe it. I feel like our words are echoing throughout the entire convention center here, so our listenership is growing uh, on the podcast here today. But Zach, this morning we were able to speak with Vic Fangio for quite a long time Uh, a nice long press conference in a uh, more formal setting and then of course as they always do a nice little side session for just the Denver media and we weren't sure what to expect on the walk over here yep we walked over here I know pretty (laughs) impressive in the 30 degree weather uh we walked over here and and on the walk over so we were kind of discussing well, what are we going to learn from Vic Fangio today and We were a little concerned that the answer to that might be nothing, but I thought he was open, honest. I like the way he handles himself. You know, he doesn't waste time with questions that he doesn't deem to be good questions. And if you do ask a good question, I think he's pretty candid with his answers. So uh, what did you take away and what did you think of Vic Fangio's first real meeting with press outside of his introductory uh, press conference? First off, I freaking loved it, Ryan.
0: I absolutely love the candor that he spoke with. And let let me just start off with something that, that was a theme throughout the press conference. He said, I don't think there's a position on our team where we don't need help. That's that's huge. That's a fantastic reality check that this team needs. Uh, John Elway's probably used to coaches coming in here and saying, yeah, this is a Super Bowl team. We don't need to do anything. Let's hit the ground running. That worked for a few years. It really did. Then it didn't work the past few years, getting a combined 11 wins. Clearly, we know that Vic told John Elway the the harsh truth in his interview, and John loved it, and I love that that is continuing now. No, it doesn't mean the Broncos aren't going to win now and try to win now, and Vic actually addressed that. He said, you can win now and not jeopardize your future. So the Broncos, it's not about the future entirely, but I just love the reality that
1: he brings. He said something that I don't think I've ever heard a coach say before, which is essentially we have so many needs that if we draft best player available, it will fit a need. That's essentially what he said. And uh, it, you're right. It's kind of a reality check, not only for the Broncos and, and maybe for John Elway, if he if he's listening, but also for the fans. This team has, has a lot of holes. And, you know, as we go through it, where can you pick outside linebacker and running back are really the only two places where you don't need help and you could even make the argument that you do need depth at outside linebacker so and you could even make the argument that you need a better third down back so you really could improve every single position on that on this team and that's why they're here at the combine obviously for for you know scouting guys that could help them in the draft and then of course free agency will play a role in that too but Vic Fangio did not go up there with you know orange and blue glasses on and say everything's gonna be good you know we just have to fill a couple holes
0: exactly and we did find out that Vic wants a lot of players back uh one guy though that maybe the Broncos don't want back is Bradley Roby he admitted today that the Broncos are going to let him hit free agency it's not the biggest surprise at all but the Broncos could be negotiating with him right now and they said no we're going to let these two weeks go by before a free agency opens and let Bradley test the market. We'll communicate with him and see where things go from there. Ryan, if you want a guy and you don't want to let him go and you're holding on to him hoping he doesn't let he doesn't go, you're not letting him test free agency. And, and if you do, you're not saying, uh, we'll keep in contact with him. You're saying, we're going to make him a strong offer right when it comes, right when free agency opens. He didn't say that at all.
1: Yeah, here's the thing: is what that tells me is they're they're nowhere near each other on the price. And so, if the Broncos wanted Bradley Roby back, maybe they're saying, "Okay, well, we want Bradley Roby back at mm, six million, seven million. million." And Bradley Roby came back and said, "Well, I think on the open market, I can get ten And so, what the Broncos say is, "Okay, go see what the open market is." Hey, and if you realize that you're not going to get ten out on the open market, why don't you come back and we'll talk again? But until then. Good, you know, good luck and good night is what they kind of said to Bradley Roby. And I think fans were were over Bradley Roby. I think he really hurt his future with this team after that Jets game. I mean, you probably could have called it, and I'm sure we probably did on the podcast following that game when he didn't show up to practice. Um, You know, he said he was sick. He didn't tell anyone, apparently. And then it kind of the story kind of changed as as time went on. But we we probably did. and, And you definitely could have said right then and there. The Broncos are probably not going to pay him what he thinks he wants at the end of this season.
0: You're absolutely right. And then what what does Vic say minutes later? He says, quote, first off, you can never have enough corners. We've got to have three corners on the field. So right after saying that they're going to let Bradley Roby potentially go, he says how important the cornerback position is. That's just so damning. But, Ryan, all of this makes me think. Come on. It's Bryce Callahan. It's another top corner or it's a cornerback at 10 or worst case, a cornerback in the second round because Vic understands and needs three corners uh, that can play on this team. And if they let Bradley Roby go, you lost your best two corners within the past year or I guess two of your best three corners in the past year. Are you comfortable going into this with Chris Harris and Isaac Adam, Brendan Langley, who may be playing on offense?
1: (laughs) Uh, Apparently, there's rumors floating around that Brendan Langley may convert to offense, which is funny because didn't he go to college on offense and then convert to defense? You're shaking your head agreeing with me. So um, Brendan Langley is probably going to have to convert to a a day job (laughs) is what I think. But maybe he can make an impact on offense. We'll see about that. But you're right. And this all leads me to another takeaway, and, and it's not the one that was my biggest takeaway, but it was from my story, but Zach, you talked about uh, corner at 10. My story is kind of alluding to linebacker as a need. There's a position here that we've talked a whole lot about on this podcast that was, I would go as far as to say it was an afterthought in Vic Fangio's press conference and and i want to wait to see what we hear from john elway to to make any sweeping you know declarations about this position but you know where i'm going with this and it's quarterback the, i mean all, Vic Fangio was asked if he wants to add a young quarterback he said we well, like to add young good young players at every position um obviously flacco stuff was pushed aside but quarterback talk by and large was quiet and fruitless in this meeting with Vic vangio
0: and we did some digging last night as well, and we kind of came away before even talking to Vic. We came away with kind of a similar feeling, like wow, this quarterback thing—it's like it's the least. It's like we're talking about cornerback of of kind of how you know it's important, but not really up there. No, we're talking quarterback, and it doesn't feel like that at all. I'm really feeling right now that Joe Flacco is the guy they feel like they have the guy and they don't need to do anything else in terms of a big move with quarterback.
1: Yeah, I remember how before, uh, before here, you you know you came off of your quarterback pick at 10 and I said, I'm going to stick with it until, until the combine and, and then after the combine, I'll, I'll see if I've changed. Like I said, I want to see, see what John Elway says later today. It sure feels like I'm going to have to come back off that. And like you said, when we spoke with people last night, when we kind of got the feel around here in Indianapolis, it is not what it once was in terms of the Broncos and quarterback. Um, Vic Fangio did say something nice that was in regards to Kyler Murray basically saying good players come in all shapes and sizes, and if you pigeon yourself to one set of dimensions, you're going to have a lot of good players pass you by. That was kind of exciting to hear. But that's about the only little tidbit we got in regards to quarterbacks, and I think, again, I don't, want to be, I don't want to make a declaration yet because we haven't talked to the guy who's in charge of all of this, but I think there's a good chance we come out of here with bad news for everyone who has been saying, I'm okay with Flacco if, and that was even me. So. It's interesting, to say the least, in, in regards to quarterback is not does not feel like a focus out here.
0: No, it really doesn't. And, Ryan, we, we have to hit on maybe the biggest focus of today, and that's your article. I don't know how much you want to dive into it, but it, it, if it's not quarterback at 10, which it doesn't feel like, I feel like it's corner, maybe defensive line,
1: or, or. Or linebacker and that is Vic Fangio's spot you know like you could make the argument that Vic Fangio is the greatest linebackers coach in the history of the NFL and it's so interesting because it's so different from what John Elway is John Elway has never invested high draft capital capital in the linebacker position he, he kind of just paid Brandon Marshall because he felt like he had to Um, They paid Todd Davis because they knew who he was, and I don't think they were disappointed in that. But you bring in a head coach who's a linebackers coach, and then Vic Fangio goes out there today and says, essentially, I need linebackers. And he gave you the coach speak on Josie Jewell and Todd Davis, but he essentially said, I need linebackers. If I'm going to have success on this defense, give me linebackers. He, in fact, said, I'd like to add a couple guys there for us to be competitive.
0: And I really feel like it's going to be linebacker at 10 or C.J. Mosley as a high-paid free agent on the defensive side of the ball from the way Vic talked about it, from how much we know he likes linebackers. And I feel like he he really wants that guy in the middle field not just to be a great inside linebacker, but to be the heart and soul of that defense. And Ryan, personally, I'm a little conflicted. You brought Vic in. I feel like he's supposed to just make those linebackers maybe not great, but borderline great. Just just whoever they are. He's so good of a coach that he can make anyone great. It's, it's crazy for me to imagine John Elway investing in a head coach that's a linebacker's coach. Obviously, he's also a great defensive coach, but a linebacker, inside linebacker's coach primarily – and then investing either with the first-round pick, a top-ten pick, or a high-paid free agent as an inside linebacker. that That's so hard to believe just how far John would come in his philosophy with inside linebackers.
1: It is, but it also would give you confidence that John is really empowering Vic Fangio. And I think Vic Fangio would say, hey, I can... I can take you know uh, a group of Josie Jewell, Todd Davis, and Joe Jones, and I can make them serviceable. But the way that my defense takes off is when I have a star in the middle, and he, you know he point he can point to examples of guys that have been stars for him, and he can say, "Look, you give me this, I'll give you the best defense in the league." Because look what I did last year with Chicago, I got my Khalil Mack. You guys already have Von Miller, or we already have Von Miller. And then I got my Roquan Smith, and we were off to the races. And and Roquan Smith and Danny T were both Pro Bowl alternates, and they both played amazingly in my defense, and and they flourished. So just give me my Devin White, give me my C.J. Mosley, and I'm going to give you a top unit.
0: You know what this really, really feels like? I feel like you and I, whether it's on the record, off the record, uh, and, and personally I've been thinking, I haven't thought much about offense at all. In these in these twenty four hours, we've been in Indianapolis, and that's because of the people I've been talking to and the things I've been hearing. Are we just going to go full in? Are the Broncos going to go full in on defense this year? I mean, are, are they going to go? Let's say CJ Mosley uh, in free agency, spend big, uh, greedy Williams at ten, and then in the second round, go and get a, a great defensive lineman in this great depth, and then then you address offense. Maybe you go out and you get a seven million dollar wide receiver. Uh, and that's about it on the offensive side of the ball until the third round of the draft and because John Elway we know throughout the years he's wanted to make the defense great keep the defense great hired Vic Fangio to keep the defense great are we just going to see and maybe the biggest push we've ever seen toward defensive commitment obviously outside of the Joe Flacco trade
1: yeah maybe they're saying you know let's let's plug up the offense with with you know a, a band-aid quarterback and um you know a nice receiving weapon to add to the to the group that we've put together over the last couple of years and then let's just go and make this defense great again and invest you know uh, uh free agent dollars in the defense and invest um draft capital in the defense that that would kind of shock me, but it it's a possibility. the The one thing that I just don't think you can get away with doing that is offensive line. You can get away with your running back group, and and you can hope for your tight ends to become productive, and and you can uh, feel good about you know whether it's Emmanuel Sanders and and Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton, and you add a John Brown into that mix. I just, you cannot feel good about that offensive line unless you invest something in it this offseason. So I could see most of what you said coming true. I just can't imagine they say, okay, we're going to let Matt Paradis walk and we'll sign up Billy Turner at a, at a nice cheap deal and we'll let, we'll let Valdir go as well because we need that money to sign CJ Mosley. And all of a sudden you downgraded on offensive line when that was barely a a passable group last year
0: and what we found out about the offensive line two things Mike Munchak's going to have a huge responsibility uh in evaluating the offensive lineman whether it's in the draft or free agency I say brilliant let him do that don't waste your resources John on doing that just just let Mike choose his guys and give him whatever resources he needs kind of like Vic Vic, you know, whatever linebacker you want, you can get. If you think you can make it with Todd and Josie, that's even better. But if you need someone in the second round, if you need someone at 10, go do that. Same with Mike Munchek. Let me know what you need. I'll give it to you, and we'll go from there. And what we found out on the Paradis front, here was the quote from Vic today. He said, we definitely would like him back but John can give you more details on that when he's up later today. So we'll talk to John, try to get those details. What that says to me is, of course we want Matt Paradis back, but these negotiations are tough. Matt is not taking a hometown discount.
1: Nor should he, in my opinion. Uh, he, he deserves to get paid. He's earned it. He's been an iron man out there on the field, and, and he kind of saw the ugly side of this, which is he got injured in the contract year. Um, but if he can you know, still go out there and get his payday, I think he should. I just want to mention, we've been talking a lot about John Elway's presser later. And just so you understand what the plan was here, if you were listening yesterday, we mentioned it. Since John and Vic are both talking on the same day, instead of trying to cram everything into one pod, we wanted to do this podcast After talking to Vic Fangio and then tomorrow morning's podcast will revolve more around what John Elway said, so just so you guys are in the loop on that. And while I'm talking of housekeeping notes, I want to remind you to subscribe to BSN Denver using the promo code BRONCOS. This is exclusive to podcast listeners, and listeners are going to get a a one-year subscription for the low, low, low price of $29.99, and that's going to get you not just our Broncos coverage, but the surging nuggets who had an awesome win last night, the Avs, who are back on their feet, and, of course, the Rockies, who just inked Nolan Arenado to a massive deal. So it's an exciting time to be a Denver sports fan. We got you covered on the Broncos side. I promise you the other guys got you covered on every other side. But since you're rolling with us every day, we want you to subscribe using the promo code Broncos so we can win an intra-company competition uh and if we do that all of you who use that promo code are going to get a free t-shirt from bsndenverlocker.com and as you guys know those are sweet so just a reminder let's close this thing out last couple days as i have been made aware Let's make sure that we get uh, a bunch of subscriptions and win this contest so we can say we are the three time undefeated champs.
0: I don't know if I'm supposed to leak these details, but Ryan, we were taking off as we kind of told you yesterday with this competition. But like you said, there were three, there, there was a major thing with each other's sport in the last 24 hours. They gained a little bit of ground. Let's come on, come on. Let's put that to rest. Let's not let that happen. Hit that code BRONCOS on the website.
1: You guys have been awesome, so thank you to everyone who's done that so far, and thank you to everyone who's going to today. All right, Zach, let's take a quick break here, and when we come back on the other side, we're going to get to the question of the week and, of course, the questions from the listeners.
2: There's nothing more important than family, and for more than 100 years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're, we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young. I'm 31 years old, and so I'm, I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow, and, and that's just something that you know I, I think that I bring that in a lot of other agents do my initial thought was it's expensive and i just don't have money to invest in my long-term future everything i have i need right now but once i started looking at the options it's an absolute no-brainer you can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should it's not just about death either there's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on so bryce will break all of that down for you for free The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. Gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509.
1: All right, Zach, we're moving along here on the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Elixinol. Make sure you check out Elixinol and you'll get uh, 5% donated to a nonprofit or charity of your choice uh, when you go to elixinol.com and make an order today. So in this second segment, we start here with the question of the week presented by Sports Column. And Zach, the question... Revolves around where we are here in Indianapolis. What are you most interested in about this year's combine? And should I start with you or end with you? Let's end with me. Let's start with Jared Fry coming in and says, "Learning that
0: other players besides Kyler Murray exist." Is that a shot at us? Is it a shot at me? <laughs> I think it's a shot. I think it's a shot at everyone, specifically. Just the combine world, because what what is the combine to fans and everyone outside of this building? The combine's about height, weight for quarterbacks. It's about arm measurement, uh, hand size uh, for offensive linemen. It's about bench press for wide receivers. It's about the 40. Really, to me, those things, and, and I hope to NFL executives, those things are like 1% of this process what it is is a 15 minute interview that these teams get with with the players that they want to talk to that's the most important thing that comes out of here but that's not what everyone else cares about what everyone else cares about is in in, outside of this building is the size well who's the most controversial figure in terms of size well it's kyler murray so that that's why the focus has been on him
1: yeah and also he's the best player in the draft so you know the focus is going to be there uh by the way this morning The Arizona Cardinals were very non committal to their quarterback, Josh Rosen, saying, He's our quarterback right now for sure. Isn't, didn't we say, who was it?
0: It was Cliff at his opening press conference, what, a month ago, said, Yes, Josh is our quarterback. He's going to be our quarterback. And you and I said, Hmm, there's still a lot of time for that to change. It's already changed. Once you say that right now, that's just a total death wish and I believe the right now came after it was like yeah he's our quarterback for now or right now oh my god that's a clear message a clear message if I'm Josh I'm packing up my house I'm I'm moving it's on the market right now
1: I mean put it this way text your girlfriend and say hey you're my girlfriend right now for sure (laughs) and see what happens for you see if that's a good outcome for you see if she's very confident in the future of the relationship when you say you're my girlfriend right now for sure
0: and if you don't understand uh what that means don't text your girlfriend that because that'll be
1: bad news Be prepared to sleep on the couch uh, at the best. So the Cardinals will be sleeping on the couch tonight, but they don't really care because they've got a younger, hotter quarterback, uh, you know, just a couple houses down. And this next one is just
0: perfect coming in from Anna. She wants to know how tall is Kyler Murray.
1: (laughs) Right. And and it's funny because uh, Jared comes in and says, you know, about he wants to learn about other players besides Kyler Murray. Well, almost every single one of the the comments here are about Kyler Murray. I don't care. I literally don't care if it comes in that he's 5 foot 5. I know he can play. I know he can throw from the pocket. I know that he played behind a big offensive line and I know the splits are different and it'll be an adjustment for him finding those windows, but he's been doing it his whole life. I just I see the tape. I know he can play. I know he can throw the ball accurately. I know he can throw it deep. I know he can do everything I want to see from a quarterback. So I I personally do not care at all what his measurement is. I don't either. I do think
0: Man, I think maybe 29 and 30 NFL teams care about that. The two that don't are probably the two most important in this conversation. That's the Cardinals at number one and the Raiders at number four. Today, right before Vic Fangio talked, Mike Mayock was talking. Of course, the Raiders' general manager, and he said uh, he he said Derek Carr is a franchise quarterback. But as a general manager, my job is to explore making every position better. I mean, that's just like saying for right now. That's that's not any better.
1: You should text your girlfriend and say, "I believe that you are wife material, but as a man, it's my job to make sure that I explore all options of improving." <laughs> no words. Uh, again, very non-committal, and I hate to tell you guys this, but it, it, on top of the buzz that I'm hearing that you know, or the buzz that, that that feels like the Broncos might not be going quarterback in the first round, the buzz also has only increased around the Raiders going with Kyler Murray. And again, as I've said all along, I think he's going to be the first quarterback off the board, and I would not be surprised if he ends up with the Cardinals. And I also would not be surprised if he passes the Cardinals if he ends up with the Raiders. In fact, I expect it. I hate to tell you this, but I think you're right. I think, and and you called it Senior Bowl.
0: First one. First one to call it. I think you're going to be right. That is is the feeling. And I'm sticking with my guns right now that not that the majority of the
1: NFL doesn't think that, but it doesn't matter. Because if one or four thinks it, that's all that matters and i think they think it a lot uh the next one comes in here from nick scott he says i want to know if the odds of the broncos taking kyler murray have increased or decreased after this week well we kind of just told you that uh so far uh not so good
0: And specifically with Kyler Murray, I don't think – going into Vic Fangio, I don't think we were going to find out much about the quarterbacks specifically, whether the Broncos were really going to take one or whether – or who that was going to be. John's going to be very interesting because, again, I'll remind you. At this time last year is when we found out Lamar Jackson was off the table for the Broncos. Hopefully we get some insight, whether that's Daniel Jones, whether it's Kyler Murray, whether it's Dwayne Haskins, whether it's Drew Locke. Hopefully we find out one of those guys is off the table or
1: one of those guys is their number one. Would love to know that, and and we'll we'll bring you guys everything that we hear, of course, on the website first. So if you're a subscriber to the website, you're going to get plenty of content tonight as it relates to John Elway and, and what we learned from him. And then, of course, tomorrow morning we'll we'll talk to you about what we learned uh, as we've had some more time to digest that. Next one here comes in from Nick Geyer. He says lifting. Honestly, that's what he's most uh, interested in this week. Zach, how many times could you throw up 225? <laughs> like throw up? Like puke? <laughs> that would be the closest thing I'd get to. You're, you might puke at 225 in the morning?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think I could get one. I really do.
0: Ah. Maybe
1: I don't know. Maybe.
0: So you got to flex those muscles.
1: got to flex on them. The next one here comes in from Sam Taylor. He says, find it or she. Uh, he says, finding a good second round inside linebacker. So he's moving on to the second round, or she, sorry, Um, but could be earlier in my opinion. Yeah,
0: and here's – a lot of people have been hoping – that Devin Bush falls to the Broncos in the second round. A lot of people have been saying, well, if Devin Bush is there at the beginning of the second round, trade up. And and now, Ryan, you and I have talked about how there's going to be a handful of those guys where every Broncos fan says at the beginning of the second round, okay, you just got to trade up and get him Well, that's what everyone's thinking. Every other team is thinking that. So it's unlikely that you can pull a deal off like that. But what I heard about Devin Bush last night, he's not going to be there at the beginning of the second round even. Hey, he's, he's a guy that's probably going to go right after uh Devin White so seven and he's going to be gone by mid-20s
1: if you use one of those fancy draft tools you could probably get him all the way (laughs) in the fifth Uh, but yeah I think the reality here is that the Broncos aren't going to be able to go there the question is we keep talking about first round second round are we overlooking offensive line I I just I think you know, they could go linebacker in the first round, offensive line in the second round. Or they could go corner in the first round, offensive line in the second round. I'm I'm interested to see how they approach that. I just I just have to assume they know they have to get better there, and unless they have the capital to invest it in in free agency, which if if they were going to do that, I would think it would go towards Matt Paradis. Then I think they're going to invest in in the draft and early in the draft. I mean, maybe it's maybe. Uh... Uh, Brendan Langley is
0: your answer on the offensive line. Maybe that's what he means. He's switching over. No, but I, I completely agree with you because I I said the the example earlier of how it could be just defense, defense, defense. He, offensive line has to be thrown in there. I mean, it's got to be one of the top four things you do, and really it should be one of the top two things you do and the other few are defense. I can understand that. But where is it? it, it at 10, are you going Jonah Williams? He's... Probably gone by that point. But if he's there, is are you, are you doing that? uh Are you feeling great about that? You're probably not going guard. You're probably not going another tackle at ten. So to me, it's it's the second round. And is that are you going tackle? Are you going guard? What are you doing there? We know we have a really good idea that the Broncos were interested in grabbing a guard in the second round last year. And then, what, there was a run of like five of six picks were guards, so so that was taken off the table. So we know that they're open to doing that. And that's probably where I identify the Broncos potentially going offense, although it's a really deep defensive draft. There really, truly could be a first-round talent that falls to them at the beginning of the second round. And do you pass that up for a true second-round grade on the offensive line?
1: No. Because, as Vic Fangio says, every place is a need, so you just need to get better. Uh, that's that's the Broncos' main need. All right, Zach, let's actually take one more break right here, and when we come back, we'll get to the questions and finish things up for you guys.
2: Green Mountain Dental has a long-standing tradition of being one of Lakewood's best family dental care offices
0: been a patient since i was three which is in
2: 1974 you know my parents myself and now my children all go there it's just a great place to be very positive experience with them definitely new patients can receive free teeth whitening trays when they schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam also all colored sport mouth guards start at just 25 dollars the doctors will come out and visit with you um, ask you how your family's you know just very friendly and family oriented it's just very comfortable to to be there
1: that's greenmountaindentalgroup.com all right, final segment here on the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Elixinol. And again, make sure you use that promo code Broncos to subscribe to BSN Denver. It's certainly going to be worth your money from a subscription side. It's going to be worth your money when we win from a free t-shirt side. Uh we promise you you won't regret it. And right now, uh you're about to get flooded with content here from the, the scene or from the combine and, and you don't want to miss out on that. But Zach, let's get to the questions here and I'll let you read the first one.
0: First one coming in from Mr. Freeze. He says, I'm going back a couple of podcasts because I got behind, but it was awesome to see Zach being an instigator and getting under Ryan's skin a bit on the Flacco stats versus tape stuff. I'm so used to you guys being 100% on the same page. On Keenum's book, it's like people buying box sets of TV shows before the final season. Why in the world would you buy Game of Thrones seasons
1: one through seven when there's another chapter on the way? It's like... um Getting the, like, Imagine Dragons best of CD right now.
0: Uh, exactly. Exactly. And and I understand, hey, for him, it makes sense for him to write a book because now he can come out with part two. I just don't know if many people will buy part two. Part two is, is not, that's not buckworthy. Part two is what I did with my twenty-five million dollars guaranteed that the Broncos gave me.
1: All right, that actually sounds <laughs> kind of interesting to to read. He goes on to say, "As for the draft, I want to see the Broncos moving up or down all over the board. That would show me they have specific guys they're looking for instead of sitting and waiting for the draft to come to them." The draft, uh, the draft network mock thing is cool but totally unrealistic. I got Kyler Murray at ten and Dalton Risner in the second round going on here uh kind of off he says most of illinois is empty farmland don't let chicago throw you off there's not a lot of food choices outside of chicago as there aren't many large metro areas in illinois uh, and then here's the question he says who are your top what are your top five combine results you're excited to see like kyler murray's 40 time or quinnon's bench press i want to see just how 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 athletic Kalen saunders is as he went to my alma mater, and it's a relatively small school. Everyone knows he does backflips, but I want to see just how much hype he can drum up with that athleticism.
0: I think you identified some pretty good things, Mr. Freeze, but honestly, I'm not interested in that. I'm really not interested in, in any of that. Uh, look, the, these things get people overdrafted. Just look at the guy we were talking about yesterday, John Ross. A 4 got him way overdrafted. Uh, just last year, who was Oklahoma's tackle? Uh, that completely uh, brown
1: Orlando brown. or Orlando
0: Brown completely blew up the combine in the, in the worst way for himself by bench pressing like 225 like three times or something pathetic he was terrible he goes out turns out to be a, a pretty good player and he fell in the draft because of that I put the smallest smallest amount now if a guy comes out and, and does what Orlando Brown did uh, then you take a step back and you say, okay, why was that? And you do more research. If you find out it was a non-factor, he was having a bad week, he was going through some family stuff, and that's all in the past, then it doesn't even matter. So that's just something to say, okay, this is the guy we thought he was, or let's reevaluate and look at that tape. Was he actually that fast because his 40 time didn't reflect that? So to me, unless there's major red flags, I am not basing anything off, off this, the stats of this week
1: Yeah, I think there are things that um, Could affect the draft position And, and that's always interesting to, to note um, I want to see the 40 times From the corners Specifically Greedy Williams, Speed uh, and, the, and the ability to turn and run with some of these you know, first-class NFL receivers has been a little bit of a question for him. So I want to see if he can just put together like, you know, a respectable time that people don't think he's slow. Um, I'm interested in, in seeing Dwayne Haskins 40-time because someone yesterday tweeted at me that they'll apologize <laughs> to me if he runs past a 4'8". I probably don't think he's going to run past that. But uh, you're right in the sense that you can't take too much from this. The thing I'm most personally invested in in seeing here is just the players personalities I think you can learn a lot about guys just from seeing them up there on the podium I mean it's just something we've never done before with most of these guys you know save Drew Locke and a couple guys that were at the senior bowl you can learn it's it's not a huge thing but you can learn about their personalities you can learn if you know that they fit kind of the mold that the Broncos were going after last year Um, and I think if they're if they're smart they'll stay in a similar mold for what they're going after this year so it's it's little things like that that I'm interested in um but you also have to keep an eye on who is going to be the John Ross who gets overdrafted because he overperformed at the combine and and the other way around too because maybe you can learn a lesson from last year with, with a guy like Brown out of out of Oklahoma and say okay cool if that guy falls we'll just grab him in the fifth
0: and in terms of talking to media and the media presence, uh, typically how they perform with the media is how they perform in those 15-minute interviews uh, with, with the individual teams. I'm not too concerned if a guy is pretty nervous up there on the podium, but it, it's impressive When a Baker Mayfield comes out in front of the, maybe not the biggest media crowd he's ever seen, but a big crowd of media on a different stage, a different level, and he has the confidence to say, if anyone can turn Cleveland around, I'm the guy. That confidence is something that just sticks out to you. And I expect Drew Locke maybe not to have that big of an impact on his media day, but I think he's really going to impress people on the podium.
1: I agree, and and, and again, I'm like I, I want to see Kyler Murray because he got a bad rap, uh, certainly from some of the stuff there at the Super Bowl, and I think you're going to see a very, very different Kyler Murray here without without the weight of you know the athletics on his shoulders anymore. Uh, next one here comes in from Benny Lava. He says I've seen Hawkinson mocked to the Broncos a lot since we signed Flacco. Ten is a little high for that pick, I think. This got me thinking about our tight ends that we already have, in particular Fumagalli. What are some realistic expectations we can have for him can he be next year's starter based off his last name I know the new uh, mafioso regime likes his chances
0: <laughs> I like that so really quick let's talk about Hawkinson I know we talked about him a little bit yesterday we kind of agreed that 10 was too high to pick him but let's say you move back where's an appropriate spot to move back in order to take him Where, where's the earliest
1: you would want to take him uh, mid-teens, I think y- you could do that. It's just, it's not as much about Hawkinson as it is about the Broncos' needs. I know Vic Fangio said they need stuff everywhere, but can you improve your team that much with a tight end, uh, rather than taking the best player available at a different position? I know that's kind of counterintuitive, the best player available is the best player available, but you do have to look at value, and... I just I that's my problem with him. So it's not it's not that he's not he's not a top 10 talent. It's just that he's not a, a top 10 value in terms of of where the Broncos are picking and the positions that they need players at.
0: Exactly. I completely agree with you on that. There there's other places where you can get a more impactful player. In terms of Fumagalli, realistically, he's a guy that plays and has an impact. Uh, I think it's bad news if he's a starter, to be honest. Uh, not playing an entire year due to injury, so he wasn't able to get on the practice field. He's, I guess, a ceiling is a solid number two next year. Realistically, they bring back Jeff Hyreman and Jake Butts. that that second, maybe first, maybe him him and Hyreman go back and forth as a one and two. And Fumagalli, you feel good about as your number three, hoping he can be take over for hireman in the year after that but then that doesn't make sense because you're probably not signing jeff hireman to a one-year contract so realistically it's it's not much from from fumigali
1: yeah maybe he bursts on the scene and everyone really likes him and you know Flacco but develops a connection with him and he gets some playing time the thing that to, to remember with him is he's kind of just one of those he's just kind of an all-around guy you know he's not going to blow you away with his receiving skills and he's not going to blow you away with his blocking skills he's a guy you can put out there who can be solid which you know you need but again you talk about it hireman's probably back uh jake butts obviously back in and fumigali and then you just think wow and then you're also going to draft a first round tight end it just seems highly unlikely to me
0: yeah, I I completely agree with you. There's just, there's other positions of need that you, that you need more than that tight end position. Next one coming in from Pastorette He says, hey guys, I just so happen to also be an indie visiting family. Now to more important matters, Skyline Chili and Grater's ice cream. If you're in this area of the country, it's a must. I literally have nothing Broncos related to say, okay, bye. Now, Ryan,
1: you've had Skyline Chili, right? Yeah, I didn't know that it was available in Indianapolis. I thought it was strictly a Cincinnati thing. It's well, I'll let you. I was just gonna say, what what is, is it? If I'm remembering right, is it chili that's on spaghetti? <laughs> it sure is. Although it's not really chili because it's not like beans and stuff. Is
0: it like bolognese? Well,
1: you can get beans actually. Now that I remember, but they're kind of separate. They're not made in it. It's you're right. It's kind of like a sweet, cinnamony bolognese sauce on noodles. You're not
0: really selling me, man. <laughs> I had
1: I, I had one of their competitors. I think it's called like Gold Star or something. And the best part about it is they had like a spicy version where they threw on like a mound of what they called ghost pepper cheese mm. that was super spicy. I definitely had quite a few cold snacks and it, and it hit the spot. Then I just it's not it's not one of those things that i would say is, is something you you're craving especially when you're sober yeah I
0: probably a few cold snacks in order to put that down
1: all right next one here comes in from h town bronco he says in my humble opinion you absolutely take john ross over john brown in the end it's a business aka money decision too many big holes on the roster to be coughing up three times the money for brown who isn't even that great in my opinion Yeah, he's fast and will catch a long touchdown every now and again, but I think a lot of people are overhyping him simply because we need a receiver. Much better to go with a cheaper option with more potential upside. Look at Isaiah McKenzie. Everyone thought he was garbage until he went to Buffalo and started tearing it up. It's all about coaching, in my opinion. He definitely has the skill. If I'm spending money on a receiver, I'd much rather go with Jamison Crowder, much more of an impact on teams he's been on. On another note, I saw a very interesting stat that proves Flacco's tenfold better than Casey Keenum. Third and short in 2018. Flacco's conversion rate, 87.5. Keenum's conversion rate, 26.7. That's all we should need to know. Don't listen to the media noise unless that media noise is coming from us.
0: <laughs> yes, of course,
1: unless it's coming from us. And
0: let, let's let's talk about, Ryan, you asked... Uh, you tried to get to the bottom of this with Vic Fangio today, and you asked him uh, that, that he, he made a comment about a month ago that he's had success taking players that were drafted high that didn't work out with the, the team they were drafted with and turning them into good players on defense. You said, can that work on the offensive side of the ball?
1: And he said yes. Um, For him, it's a lot about, you know, maybe they were in the wrong scheme. Maybe they just need a fresh slate. Maybe they weren't mature when they got to the first stop and it kind of set them on the wrong track. But, you know, he definitely, he could have easily said, well, I don't know, I've never had the chance. Or, um, you know, it's a case-by-case basis. But it feels like, in my opinion, he has a formula that he believes can take these guys who were once considered busts and turn them into productive players and get their careers turned around. So i think i think john ross is is certainly an option uh for them and and um he would probably also help uh joe flacco on those certain shorts by the way that 87.5 conversion rate was the tops in the nfl uh and keenums wasn't even in the top 32
0: <laughs> and there's 32 starting quarterbacks so that shows you and that that that's a great stat to pick out right there it, it's joe flacco is more clutch now is he the clutchest maybe not in recent years, but he's more clutch than what the Broncos have had uh, in terms of deep playoff runs and also, I mean, Super Bowls, of course, and also things like that.
1: Yeah, and it just shows you he he's very, you know, smart with the ball. He puts it in the right place. When guys are open, he finds them and throws it to him. I know that seems like it's a requisite for quarterbacks, but how many times did you see, you know, highlights or lowlights last year of, Oh my God! Case Keenum made this throw into coverage when so and so was running wide open.
0: Yeah, I mean, all, all the time. It's it's he's looking left, and the entire right side of the field is open, and he doesn't look there. So, and that's just. I, I I'm so curious to talk to John, and see if we just are reaffirmed that quarterback will not be taken in the first round because they believe that Joe Flacco is the answer for the long term in long term three
1: years (sighs) that's that's gonna leave me feeling uneasy today uh and it's not gonna have anything to do with the low quality media lunch um but yeah speaking of case kina man for some reason the media is still interested in him as if like he might be a part of the Broncos. Uh in in I think Vic Fangio put that to bed in quite a um resounding fashion when he was asked if he talked to Case about, you know, uh, the Broncos' decision to get another quarterback and he said, "Um no, I haven't." And he said John talked to him and then someone would say, "Well, are you allowed to?" and he said, yeah, I'm sure I could. So essentially, yeah, he's not even he wasn't ever my player and he's not now. So if I can
0: do this girlfriend thing, right? That's like that's like saying, uh have you talked to your your old girlfriend and let her know that you have a new girlfriend? And you're like, "Don't need to." Yeah,
1: nope. Uh pretty sure she knows. I haven't talked to her in weeks. Um but this this quarterback thing is interesting. I I'll have a lot more thoughts uh when we hear from John. And honestly, when we leave this combine, if if they think Joe Flacco is the answer, it's a, it's predictable. it's it's the win now because they know you can't if you want to win now, especially if you're a six and ten team, you have to get a contributor on the offensive side, or not even on the offense side at, at number ten, you have to get a, a player who makes you better. it's It's probably your best chance. get better is picking at number 10 in the draft of any of the moves you could make in the offseason and so from that standpoint it, it makes sense it's just to me you're delaying the clock for when your Super Bowl window will actually open
0: you know what's so interesting is year after year right around this time John Elway says comes out and says in free agency you want to fill up any needs so that you can go best player available in the draft Today, Vic, Vic Fangio said the Broncos are in a great position to go best player available in the draft for the complete opposite reason, because they have so many needs. And so maybe that means quarterback is still an option for them. Maybe Vic and John have talked, hey, let's throw everyone off. Let's make sure no one knows what we're doing, whether that's picking at 10, whether it's moving back, whether it's trading up. We want no one to know. So Vic throws out this curveball that, you know, it's linebacker, it's corner, and maybe John's going to come out and say, ah, it's quarterback.
1: He's to say, I'm not done swinging and missing. I want another swing. Well, we are done swinging and missing on this podcast today. I think we mostly swung and hit, but, you know, every once in a while you miss one. Um, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. I, I know it's a little wonky style here, uh, but we wanted to touch base with you guys and, and make sure that you knew what we were thinking here uh, as the first half of the first day of the Combine has wrapped up. Tomorrow morning, like I said, we'll touch back with you, let you know what we took away from John Elway's, but make sure you subscribe because not only will you get all of our content from, from Vic this morning, you'll get all of our content from John later today, and you'll get all of our content for the next year for just twenty nine ninety nine. So make sure you use that promo code BRONCOS, and we'll catch up with you guys tomorrow.
2: B.S.N. fans, your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true B.S.N. fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any B.S.N. subscriber can go in and get a free beer.
0: say you said you'd be mad.